0: So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like. Um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um it's of course 561-203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, We did a pretty fun little message. So you get to hear that too. Um, Even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, please get in touch. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And what's so funny, <laughs> I don't know. We're just having a good time already, man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, um, this weekend, we went to O'Shea's on Friday. We did go to O'Shea's, and it was a party. Yeah, man. These days, it always is. Yeah, yeah it was fun, man. Yeah, we sold a cool. bunch of t-shirts, not to sound too, like, about the... Dollar, but it was All
1: great. of the crazy people came out to see us on yeah. Friday, but that's
0: fine. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. it was good crazy. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun crazy. It wasn't weird crazy. Exactly. It wasn't scary crazy, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. And then had a bit of a square grouper visit from 3 to 6. That was cool. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if anything um, of notes happened there. No, I think it was just a regs, reg square grouper gig, yeah. which are great. You know, it's nice. Yeah. It was actually the most – it's a bit of a boring thing to talk about, but it was the most beautiful day on Saturday day. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And then um, Patty Max. As, as
1: opposed to the last time you were there and it rained Side like crazies breeze. and yeah. just like ruined gear and just, everything. <laughs> I think it, it probably
0: screwed up your past Blackfield pedal that day, did No, no, that wasn't no, it. No, that was a 561 Music Festival. Yeah. We, we won't talk about that. <laughs> I yeah. saw
2: that. How did that go? Oh, yeah, it, it went terrible. good,
0: man. It was terrible. <laughs> we're never doing it again. I, I wanted to
2: volunteer for that and he had a show up in Gainesville, so we ended up going up there for that. But that I saw that weekend. I was like, Dang it, I'm like next year I'm going to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was a big deal. But it, actually, it next year, you guys out. are playing the festival, man. Oh, yeah. so oh, you still know
0: it. Let's draw a little line under this. We have Bear Maze with us today. How's it going, guys? Just <laughs> delightful. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> so we've got two Nicks and a Brian. Or Nick, Nick, and Brian. And in that order. So that's great. Nick, Nick, and Brian. Hi, I'm Brian. <laughs> so uh yeah thanks so much for coming down here um i i've been checking out your music and it is just i love it i love you guys oh yeah i feel so like much. it's so classy it's like i feel i, I feel like i've been, like transported to like somewhere cool like Portland or something like that <laughs> not Florida <laughs> yeah. I, I spent some time in
2: Portland and some of these songs came from the travels on the west coast so really? I, I think maybe there might be some energy there Yeah, oh that's cool. awesome and some of the songs came from O'Shea's which I heard you mention earlier yeah. and yeah. I just have to say that's an old haunt I, when I was living in Lake Worth my, both my roommates were Irish Shout out Sean and Tom. And uh they uh they definitely carried me home a few nights. So yeah. Was, uh... Nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've had some I've had some nights at O'Shea's where um I, I could barely walk towards the end of the <laughs> There was one time. Do you know
2: Alan? Uh yeah. That's my that's my guy. Alan's <laughs> my guy. My guy. Yeah.
0: Alan, Alan's my guy in there too. I love uh, that guy. All
2: right, all right, cool. So what happened to you? What?
0: Okay, so um one year Killbillies played 12 hours in there for... Uh, we've done it since, and it's been okay, especially now we don't drink. But back in the day, when we did drink, mm-hmm. um, we, we played 12 hours, and over the course of the night, the bass player, Luke, had a hernia on stage. <laughs> and, <laughs> then, and, and then my, the, one of the other guys in the band... Um, decided it would be a good idea to like run up the side of a wall but then he fell down and dislocated his shoulder
3: Jeez, that's and, uh, awesome this was oh, after the, thank,
0: thankfully after we played and um, there was this whole hullabaloo I had to go to hospital with him and everything it was crazy so uh, yeah that, you know, back in the day that was almost like a typical night at O'Shea's <laughs> good, <for us>. times. <laughs> good times good <laughs> yeah. times that say... never happened to me <laughs> 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 I bet you can remember at least yeah. Yeah. well sure. I, you know as a result I've I've, I've packed in the drinking because of, you know, nights like that, <laughs> of which there was getting For more For safety more reasons, more. <laughs> you don't <laughs> drink anymore. You're yeah. the better man. <laughs> yeah, man. So um, why don't we get into some questions? Um, I wanted to ask you guys, how did you find yourselves getting into music? What were your early years like? Were your parents supportive? That kind of stuff. And we'll start with you, Nick. Yeah, well, my journey
2: starts with that Nick, for my more or less. Um, uh, basically, I remember playing at his house because Nick and I were in a band in high school called Resignation of Today with uh, our best friends uh, Richie Schnellbacher and Matthew Jesky and, uh, and and did you had
0: you. Uh Learn how to play guitar prior to that was at the very beginning of it. Um you were like it, a
2: classic I, rock kid or something, st- right? He called me Zeppelin in high school because <laughs> I had a
0: Zeppelin sweater. But
2: uh, I started playing guitar July ninth, two thousand one, and the first song that <laughs> I first the, specific the, the <laughs> fr- yeah the first song I learned was Pink Panther, and um it Are you was serious? on tack Yeah, Danu? yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome.
0: I was and, teaching Pink Panther today. Oh, like about right. three hours ago I was teaching shout out Pink play. Panther <laughs>
2: I, I, I might need to take lessons because I forgot yeah. how to play it but I might come back for that <laughs> awesome. um, yeah and then uh, yeah I was on a Takamine Jasmine or Takamine yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Takamine <laughs> is, is that Italian I don't know I have to say <laughs> it's the Japanese Takamine <laughs> right. yeah, right. I don't know what the
0: official way of saying is. I call them Takaminis. well <laughs> <laughs> Or mini tacos, hecticals, and take
2: mines. <laughs> take mines. <laughs> <laughs> that was my guitar, yeah. And then, um, but anyways, yeah, I learned and learned up unto a point. I took lessons uh, from actually at Jupiter Music from a guy I think his name is Dave, who played in a local band at the time called Box Elder, and yeah, he taught yeah. me um like what I know. And it got to a point after like a year, year and a half, where I was like, I just. I went sideways. Did not want to learn how to read or write anymore. And I was like, I learned Weezer and Linkin Park. I'm good. Let me just go for it. <laughs> and just and then so I just kind of like started playing by ear ever since then. And um, right. so like now, um, it's recent. I, I recently, was watching like a video on Elliott Smith and how he writes songs. And he describes so many things that I feel like came naturally in a weird way. It was like looking at your instrument like as shapes, and then also just. Just throwing on the fifth on all your chords and like and just playing with those bass notes. Those are things that like I just I don't know I just gravitated to, towards and and so cool. I, yeah yeah.
0: That's awesome. What about you, Nick? How did you find yourself playing music? Uh,
4: I start, I got possessed by ska music really early. I mean, I was in like choir that. when yeah, yeah. I was in elementary school, and once I got a little older, I started playing the saxophone. and That was probably around sixth grade.
0: Were your parents like? They, they were guide it. You my it? parents
4: were super cool. They yeah. didn't exactly like want me to be a musician, but right. when I showed up like, hey, I think I want to play saxophone. They're like, yeah, let's do it. So I was sitting around squawking real loud, and that was me. Yeah, I had a really similar thing with Nick. Like, I learned how to read and write, and I hated it. And I yeah, just right. want I just heard things in my own mind. Um, so I played and like kind of wrote my own stuff but it really didn't start until i started playing bass right. i started listening to Lesson than jake and hearing rancid and all the matt freeman stuff and i was like i just want to play walking bass forever yeah. and listening to no effects a whole bunch so i got a bass amp and figured out how to make a pick out of a credit card and then just like went for it played a lot with matthew jesky who was in our high school band cool. and worked in like ska bands for a long time then yeah man
0: punk bands I lo- just love Scar Punk I spent 10 years playing Scar Punk over in the UK there was a band called Sonic Boom 6 which is like you know Scarcore oh hell and yeah stuff, I just
4: man. love it so much Less Than Jake was one of my absolute favorites And yeah we did like, tours with to those guys are awesome band so so good um, but yeah my parents were super supportive we had a uh, A stupid big house in like a ritzy country club and we would have full volume band practice in the living room pissing off everybody nick would come stammering (laughs) through the door way too young intoxicated and uh, (laughs) we would have band practice like a number of nights a week and just like was completely possessed by songwriting and oh, cool. wanting to just like play shows as much as possible. That's so That's awesome. awesome. And I was fortunate enough, like when I was uh in ninth grade, I met uh Lucas Lamar, who is a twin brother of Brian Lamar. Um, and we got to he just was like one of the first kids I met who was like trying to write his own music and we like brought tape recorders to school and like showed each other bass lines. Nice. And then I got to meet Brian and then like his band when he was in high school and
0: they How were old so you guys. What's up? How old are you guys? I'm 34. Right, right, right now. yeah, okay. I'm 33 and a half. So we got we we got like 10 years on you, got you. I was Just curious, I yeah, couldn't, so or couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, you so can't. like I
4: I just had friends like in Brian and and Lucas and. Uh, his friend Jeff, that they were so determined in touring that it was like really inspiring. And all through high school, there was for some reason like hardcore and metal was really big. And we were just playing shows every weekend. And it was just like all of my friends were musicians. If you weren't a musician, like you weren't really my friend. Sure. And it was just like all about it. So. That's it just awesome. carried through, and that's our life now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah musician, I probably don't know you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's it. There's only so many hours in a day, so many people you can know. I would prefer that we're all musicians. <laughs> yeah. All <right>. <laughs> Super fun. Yeah, man. What about you, Brian? How'd you find yourself playing music?
5: Um, I got into music probably about when I was 14. I had a little, like, false start when I was 8. My stepdad was a jazz drummer, Hi. and uh, he set up the kit in the living room, and then gave me, like, some awfully boring practice, like a metronome, just, like, keep keep this tempo, tick, 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 and I lost interest, and I think he was, like, good. So I picked it up, like, several years later, and I was 14. I took lessons at Jupiter Music, too, for a couple years, and... And then just been banging around ever since.
0: That's fantastic. I love Jupiter music. I go in there all the time. It's like I love the sort of feel of it, you know, it's like feels like a family run joint. Is Steve still in there? So Steve is my neighbour. What?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, shoot! Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: World. Um. He, he lives li- literally lives next door to me. I look after his cats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he'd always like cats. be in the back, yeah. looking
2: up with his frames on his the bridge of his nose, and just like he'd be. He's he was in there, and it was he was a good guy. He looked out for, yeah, for
0: all of us. Absolutely, man. And I I just go. I look for excuses to go in there. I'm like, <laughs> I recently just brought my violin in there, which I probably play like, you know, once every six months. And I was like, it needs fixing. Not really. I just wanted to go and talk uh, about it, and it in Jupiter Music. hang out. <laughs> yeah, to say, hey. ex- exactly. I have this, uh, I really butchered that thing. I put frets on it. So just <sighs> Oh, to, God. Just because <laughs> I thought, it, I don't know what I was it's thinking. It's make it myself. easier, right? No. Yeah, um, but you get these stickers. You can order them online. And you just stick it onto the thing. But they're, like, raised, though. It's not just, like, a picture of frets. Wow. They're, like, slightly raised. So uh, I put that thing on there. And I don't know. At some point, it's probably going to come off. I wouldn't be surprised if the guy who's fixing my violin just takes it off like out of spite. Because- <laughs> like, you don't need it. Just yeah, yeah. It's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. I, what, I wouldn't blame him at all.
2: I took, I got a violin. I took lessons and, because I was obsessed with Andrew Bird and I'm like, this is going to be great. And then it was, it was impossible. Like, this, yeah, it's, it's, like it's
0: like, you, you got to be committed to that one. So I was like, yeah. The, so uh, the banjo player in our band, James is, uh, he's picked up the the violin recently and, I'd, for and most people I would say, you know, probably unlikely he'll learn it, but he taught himself how to play the banjo in three years, and that's really hard to do it properly, so you know, wouldn't be surprised if he pulls something out of the bag, you <laughs> know what I mean? For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how did the band come together? Where did, how did this all start?
2: I wanna, I yeah um I don't know a delicate way to describe the state of mind that I was in when um like I just had like this almost like just really I had a super close call in in um in in life and then like I just uh, had this like um coming to where uh I don't know somehow I saw this guy and, like he was like in like he was just surrounding like there was like him and like several angelic figures and what have you and um and it was just like it was the most like one of the most spiritual um moments of like uh or just realizations or something and and it was weird because maybe i don't know i mean you can't pin this guy down like i i don't know expectations but i was was, in colorado
4: (laughs) at the time yeah it was
2: crazy but like um but we do share a lot of music history together and um so it's pretty cool, but I guess how it came out is that um, I I kind of like I I tried to walk away from music and kind of just not I, I I kind of felt like it was just a weird tortured part that I I wasn't sure how to integrate into my life yeah. and then um so what happened was um during uh, and basically my late twenties like I was in Lake Worth just kind of felt like uh, a bit just lost and yeah. uh and so started um so I, long story short i ended up out in hawaii and then just kind of like re, re- reconfiguring like my moral compass and like just right. situation in life and um and then that helped me kind of realize how how uh important music was and then that's when i started writing just started pen to paper wow. just writing songs and then i came back and it just happened that i was able to record at brian's studio but what had happened, I guess, is that Nick and I like ended up like... I don't know if you heard songs at Brian's studio or how you, like, we like, really... You were
4: possessed and shared them with me. Like, I think you should be playing music with me. I would like you to play music. Okay. And uh, I flew to Florida. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. I forgot what I shared, with, which songs I might have shared with you. But like, yeah. I, it was I, like I... Annihilate and something else. There okay. were a couple other ones, yeah.
0: That's awesome. You flew to Florida to do it? I was
4: out in the middle of fucking nowhere building a... like. Apocalyptic marauder out of a school bus. It was like it was like mid twenty twenty. Like yeah, things yeah. were dicey. So I had bought a school bus after the pandemic broke out, and yeah. then started converting it to like make it so I could be off grid and it's not like have Mad Max stuff. Man, it was totally. Yeah. It's got a motorcycle moustache and solar panels did on the you, roof. Like, did, you, did you
1: have the big speakers? And then the- I got a whole <laughs> <of> studio. <laughs> in it. Like we're working
4: on the outside speakers. I want to Blair Brahms. But um, yeah. what was, uh, yeah, he was like, yo, I really think you need to come out here and like work on some jams and just, like, got a flight. And I don't know, after playing the music, it was something that, like, one, we didn't really rehearse that much. We played a little bit. And, like, I've played in rhythm sections with Brian a lot in different configurations. And we just, like, got in the studio and were able to, like, make stuff happen really easily. Nice. And I nice. walked away feeling really inspired and just feeling a lot of energy around The music that nick was making and like kind of like this weird subliminal message that he was still trying to figure out like what it meant and as we've played more we've kind of gotten more clear on like what we're trying to do or like what the overall ethos of the whole thing is so
0: um so just sort of following up on that what is the overall ethos of the whole thing
2: I think maybe everyone has a, a different answer or can word it differently, but like one thing that's been coming to mind is uh, uh, serving the hands with the light or serving the light with the hands of darkness. Um, <laughs> right on. Um, but it, yes. it feels that be, it feels like that because um, a lot of things came about with like this uh, sort of like psychological like. Necessity to try to integrate with your unconscious and like your shadow and your dark side and like so treat the Jungian stuff, yeah exactly. Exactly. yeah, exactly, yeah, and yeah. that was like really big at that, at, like in that time of it life was, in yeah. that season, yeah, and um and so grappling with that was like you you realize like you're in the muck of it and it's not it's it's not beautiful it's a bit morbid but you're trying to find the silver lining in it all yeah. and like and through that like you know it's kind of like even you know yeah it's like um you're trying to find that beauty in the in the tragedy of it all
0: sure interestingly enough around um 2020 my brother um and his wife wrote a song um called shadow all about that and we uh uh, they ended up um, putting it out and um, it ended up doing really well. I'd, around exactly the same time as you were thinking about all this stuff, so was I. And i like, was having a great long conversation with my brother and stuff. All right. Cool. all right. I think it was a time where we just had like elements of the collective psyche just
4: bashing into each other. So there yeah. was a lot of that that was really present. We all felt it pretty strong. It was wild.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. I, to be honest with you, I mean, it's obviously a tragedy because people died, but um, it was when the pandemic came, it was... It was necessary for me. is right when I got sober, and and I, and I definitely had a, you know, a, a shift in my thinking yeah. around that. Definitely time. started changing a lot. Mm-hmm. That's yeah.
2: that's kind of what Hawaii was for me. It Was like it was this sort of like, uh, and I and I understand that it's a very like it, it's it's a difficult thing because there's a lot of history with other with like you know the, the indigenous peoples there, but that land and like that culture that they <laughs> like it just it forces you to like confront a lot and like it and, and it was it was very i was very grateful for that but um how did yeah. you
0: end up there you just went out there to yeah
2: <laughs> there, uh, it was a it was like a musical acquaintance invited me out there and when i got out there i ended up just um i, I ended up on the the windward side in pahoa which is like kind of like a bit of a, a wild west because it's just a lot of recent lava flows and just um kind of off the grid living and uh um it, it, and, and you know I, it's just the strangest thing because there's a lot of uh, it's difficult because you know I'm I'm pretty much you know I'm a Howley and I don't really feel like it's my. Right to be there, but I'm sure. very grateful for the the opportunity to have like learned from the people and the culture there. Yeah. So it's like so maybe you know and and I and I had I could have maybe tried to live there, but I wanted to keep going and I didn't want to come back to Florida. Um, you know, born and raised, and not, and I'm not I don't I I do not hate Florida. It's just that uh I um I haven't been able to but really find find my tribe here. I found yeah. really good individuals, and I and I've latched on. You know, like again, Nick and Brian. Like these are like, but again, I've known them like most of my life, like right. th- through, off and on more or less, right? Um. So Florida just feels like I have a weird relationship with my with my home here because it's like my family's here, but all I want to do is just see the world and and like keep going. But yeah, but
1: yeah. That's fascinating. I don't know exactly what you mean, man. I was born and raised here. Oh yeah. Everything like all my work stuff. All my friends, my family, everything's here. But I want nothing more than to live, like, in, like, the mountains in North Carolina or something, you know, away from all this. (laughs) Hector, where
2: were you born? Or, like, where did you grow up? Right here, West Palm Beach. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So you remember those old joints? Like, do you remember Spankies? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> <I just laughs> remember. It's it's it some times there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spankies
1: used to have some crazy cool bands. Crazy like, they used to have some national bands through yeah. yeah. there and oh, stuff. Yeah. It was crazy.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Cool. yeah,
0: I've heard all about it. I'm, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I hear the stories and I've seen sort of like clips of it. You know, from yeah. and didn't someone make a documentary about it? Yeah. Like a. Oh,
2: yeah. Was it a tesh uh, yeah, I don't I don't rings a, I, it rings
0: a bell that name when okay. you say that so. I don't but know yeah I've, I th- feel like I've seen like parts of that on like YouTube and stuff I, w- I want to know more. I, you know it's one of those things where I just sort of yeah. I live here and I'm so engrossed in like the music and the music scene and it's always irritating when there's just the thing' yeah, out just of reach you know i have never yeah. know yeah. what that yeah. was there's just yeah. an empty yeah. lot there now
1: oh, so they it's knocked a the building lot. down it's just it's an it's not even a parking lot like it's just grass it's an empty lot it's crazy even even
3: <laughs> oh, that's yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, no, but for, but even Lake Worth, like, because I lived there for a couple years before COVID, and then coming back, it's even Lake Worth feels just like an entirely different place. I mean, the yeah, so it's it's strange. Which well, the development and everything, here. it is just, just it's just it's, crazy. it's expensive, and it's just a different. They're just catering to it's, to more money, and yeah. yeah. And and even, yeah, I mean, they, they did not plan at all. I mean, I think Palm Beach posted an article, but they knew that this was going to happen and the value of the property was going to skyrocket. But these big developers didn't, I don't know, they didn't want to have affordable housing. So it was just this whole thing. And now a lot of people are pushed out. Like, I, I came back to work in West Palm and I've worked off and on for like seven years in, in West Palm, but I cannot, like, I can't afford to live there. off 25% uh, of my yeah, if, income. I've,
1: I've, so. I've heard that from a lot of people. I have friends that have that have been, um, you know, doing different things um, artist friends and things like that and they don't have traditional jobs you know so they're they're you know glass blowers or painters or whatever and, and a, a glass
0: blower is ironically a traditional job but like the, the different type <laughs> of traditional like a historical job no, <laughs> no, no well what i mean by
1: traditional i know exactly what yeah, you mean. like a nine to long. five thing this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. i mean and, and there actually are Glassblowers that are nine to five, they're creating like the everyday stuff that yeah. you get at like Target, yeah, yeah. you know. But, um, but I'm talking about like an art, an artist. Yeah, I know what um, you mean. But, you know, same thing though. I mean, they're not making money hand over fist, and then all of a sudden their rent is, you know, five times what it was two years ago. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's,
4: crazy. it's crazy. Crazy, crazy,
0: crazy. It yeah. is, man. I feel lucky we just sort of like, you know, we, before the massive blow up of the thing we got a house and I guess now we're just sitting on it we were talking about it earlier weren't we and we were just saying like you know oh sure I could sell it for loads of money right now but then where would I live so you're just gonna yeah. buy more yeah. to yeah. house <laughs> just, <laughs> wait, yeah. Yeah. just wait man yeah. exactly yeah. unless I move to another state or something so but, the yeah. lesson is to always have own two
2: properties at all times. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, so you, there you, you go. When it goes up, you <laughs> yeah. sell Good one, luck. you Good still
4: luck, got the though. other. Yeah. <laughs> Tell <me something. laughs> So
0: do you guys have a writing process? process?
4: Yeah, Nick writes
0: everything. <laughs> he writes all of the
4: music, like in terms of songs, and then I like like to think that Brian and I are just kind of facilitators. Everything huh.
5: we've ever actually recorded has been done in the this... evening. We've heard it for the first time. Whoa. Like he comes into the studio, and we probably stu- bang out like studio? five songs. They're in called a night. like Bone Where, sets. Where's the studio? Yeah. Um, Raincover Resorti- studi- yeah, yeah, Studios, yeah, Studios in Jensen Beach.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, I still never been there, and I've just heard so much about it. I've got to get up there, man. I got to yeah, come and check it out. Love cool. It's to. awesome. It's fucking iconic.
4: Whenever yeah, you're yeah. Love, it's so- it's
2: kind of like it's. It, they just foster like. All the good things, like like when you go in there, like it's just it's a sanctuary. I mean, I spent a year recording. Like we're we're sitting on so much material just in the vault because we're we're kind of in this process of like just dripping singles and seeing sure. every what, month, what, every yeah. month. We so we yeah every sing every month yeah one to two songs mm-hmm. and uh, but these but these sessions with Brian and Jeff like it's very much just like they're just trying to like bring out whatever it is your like your vision is and it's like yeah. it's just that that whole process again like is so it's just such a powerful thing if you can ever like get on that and kind of and that was along the lines of like tr- again grappling with like all, you know in that Jungian fashion of yeah. like you know that whole thing and it does so, so
4: like the same thing for me when I was first coming back to Florida like from Colorado because I'm dropping into the space that like yeah. my best friends like I spent so much time with Brian and Jeff and like went out on tour with them and sitting in rehearsal spaces and just like, they're like a fundamental part of my entire musical journey and see them. Like I was there in their first studio <laughs> and to see like the studio build and build and build. And then it's like this epic space yeah. where and, like my other musical goon best friend is <laughs> like, we have all these ideas and then we're just able to just like have, I don't know. It's like That's high school me. us would just lose our goddamn minds. You know, like, <laughs> we're like
2: doing things we wish we would have done yeah. in high school. <laughs> That's so awesome. But I, I did want to call this out because it, it, it's it, it seems like kind of masturbatory like when you're just writing things and then like you want to do them but i think like the magic is like when you get your especially if you're like if you have friends that have chemistry like that like to to have that because like then what happens is like when we were in a band i remember right the the process of writing a song was like you just couldn't see around the corner and it just took all these turns and that was a beautiful thing yeah. this is different because yes i'm like i'm writing a lot but like but then what happens is like when we get in the studio it's like okay oh, Nick should scream that. Or, like, we just start playing off each other and, like, yeah. seeing, like, wh- how it expresses itself. And, like, that's, it, I mean, it's not, I don't know. It's not it's what we had. But
0: un- what an un- l- unbelievably lo- wonderful place to be writing and recording tunes. I just, like, that band grown out of, like, Raincat. That's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, it,
2: and it is, like you said, too, Is like, it, because it's still, it's so fresh because they most, they they have probably not heard the song. Like, just straight oh, no. up. The going night in, we like, hear,
5: like, five songs, we're, like, okay, I think we got it. Track. Like, none of that stuff was super rehearsed, so it's, like, the most raw kind of creative (laughs) recording you you could do, mm -hmm. I guess. Are you writing all
1: the parts, or are you just kind of bringing the song and you guys are— He hits us with, like, chord charts and words.
2: Yeah, just just the bass, and then, like—and then, yeah, like, there's, like—and then, yeah, I just—and I'm, like, okay, find your vision within that, and then, like, we'll follow, and then, like, yeah, we'll latch on and go. Yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah like i th- I feel like um it's just it's it, but even the process of tracking, it's so much fun because like he'll start just like Nick will just start like um freestyling and just talking shit like it's hilarious, like I don't know we, there's so many parts on our songs where like <laughs> he's just improving like um or ad libbing like just. I don't know something around the motif, like yeah. um. So so it's a lot of like that, and then just tracking like we've got horn players, and um, and then even Jeff uh, does instrumentation, and and even hearing what someone does on a foundation, you're like, oh, I, I just wouldn't have, wouldn't have heard that, didn't see it. Oh Thank god. god, they did that. If it, <laughs> like, if you
0: ever need any weird instruments, I would I would chop off we, my we, right <laughs> to come and play. We something. got
2: one that's just yearning for a hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> <laughs> a hurdy. hurdy. intro. One of the yeah.
4: coolest things about working with Nick, too, is, like, because uh, he's, I consider him a, a wild person and, like, cannot be contained. So, like, yeah. when he's inviting us into space, he's like, I really want your vision here and I'm not going to tell you too much. Yeah. So, like, I'll he'll, like, start to get a sense of, like, I don't like that I do, but it's not, controlled at all it's pretty it's, free. It's, awesome. crazy. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's like i want your energy on it and just like keep yeah doing yeah, it. yeah he wants your input he it's wants your, your super kind of, cool yeah your touch and on it. then he's also trying to get us to do five songs in one session <laughs> <so> <laughs> all right perfect. well i don't have time to work on that so i think it was a good one
0: so you guys have really just been pumping him out huh yeah like that's just
4: like a year of a lot yeah. of
2: recording yeah and, and it was that process of recording that like i just i couldn't live without like i was like I, all in, I, I you know didn't save any money I took everything I made and just started throwing it at the studio time right. um, to be able to like work through that because it, it was, I, Bear Maze is like one of those things where like it's it's cool because like yeah it's a band and all but like it's a psychological journey that like I just yeah. you know it's like it, it, because like I'm trying to grow I'm trying to externalize the things because like you know you, you just when you're writing like you're if you're really honest with yourself you're like man I hate that about myself or like I, I feel self-conscious yeah. or like you know I, if you feel ugly, you see the monster in yourself, yeah. Yeah. but then you like you confront that and you write through it. And then like and I like to hit it with a little sprinkle of humor, you know, just to try to like, you know, because like the world's not, you know, it's just, you know, it's tragic. But it's also like there's there is beauty and like and you can't no, forget that.
0: Absolutely. And, and a lot of a lot of times people, you know, the, the, the kind of music as therapy subjects will come up on this podcast. But very rarely do I feel like people mean it. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel right now, I'm 100% sure that you're completely honest with it, you know, just how it's coming across. And I think that's a beautiful thing because, you know, I try to be when I write. I think it's probably one of the most, you know, it's one of the most important things to me to get that kind of. That little kernel of truth in there, you know, the honesty, and I just, I think it's cool. And you can tell, you can tell by the way the music sounds too. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, it, it's daunting because I feel like everything I want to say has already been said by like Oscar Wilde or like Mark right. Twain. You know, <laughs> yeah. and they're just like they can just shut it down. Like they're just, <laughs> they're 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 bit, you know heavy-handed with their with that. But yeah, like I do, um, I, I do, f- yeah, follow in that vein. And and I have to say, with the Hawaii experience, was that was part of it. It was it was like I ended up taking, I ended up trading, um uh work on people's land for music lessons yeah and i and it, what it made me realize was like I, they these people knew music like they were in like they they you know they've done philharmonic they've been in big deal either jazz and classical scenes across the world and they were teaching me standards you know like take the a train and stuff and yeah. and it was like so humbling because it just made me realize like you, you can i don't know it's just like the more you give to music the more it gives back to you and yeah, like course, yeah. and when you and you have to like learn those things sometimes like and you're just like you're relearn them you know you just yeah. kind of take it for granted and you don't treat it right and you're you know but try to sit down song a day song a day or yeah. if you're not you know writing then just learn and just you know try to absorb because that's yeah. going to come through in, in its own way
0: for sure um and and that kind of ties into a question we love to ask on here is which, which is do you practice? Do you sit at home and just practice your guitar?
2: Right now, I feel like I'm just posting on social media, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, doing dumb stick content. <laughs> <laughs> I wear, I'm wearing wigs. Just, just, I don't know. Just ad libbing some goofy stuff. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wear the marketing hat. Like, dang, I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to shepherd these songs into the world. And like, I, I, feel like uh, to be straight up, like, I, I feel like this is we practiced for this. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. We definitely practiced, but I don't know. I think you guys have different. Uh, yeah, like, I don't,
4: I don't like to like really think of practice as practice that much. Like, yeah. I like to play a lot. I yeah. will play a lot because it's just something that I feel good doing, and it's not necessarily like. I'm not spending a bunch of time like working over the rudiments of my bass playing. Yeah. Like, if I'm playing a bunch of piano for a period of time, like that helps my bass playing. If sure. I'm like possessed by the accordion for a bit, that helps my bass playing. If I'm playing bass, that helps piano play. playing. Yeah, yeah, helps <laughs> <my> <laughs> playing. yeah. So like, I just like to keep at it and make sure I'm like enjoying myself and there's something moving within me. So yeah, that's my exactly. my main deal. What
0: about you, Brian? Do You yeah. practice?
5: Um. I mean, sit down and have traditional practice sessions. Not as much as I would like, you know. I play yeah. a fair amount in the studio, but yeah. it's often like playing the right part for that song in so the moment. Do you
0: find yourself doing like a lot of like session work there? Then, I I
5: do a lot of session work, um, a lot of session drums, and I play keys as well. What's um, this
0: uh, over there? What's this setup in terms of um, ed- engineering and stuff? Like, you, mm-hmm. do you do you work as an en- engineer primarily, and then occasionally you just do some drums on there? Um,
5: so me and my partner Jeff are very um changeable, so we both wear the engineer and producer hats, yeah, but we've been playing music together for over twenty years, so right. he plays guitar and bass, and I'm a drummer and a keyboard player, yeah, so like say I need to play drums, he'll track me um if he needs to play guitar or bass on someone's song um he'll track or I'll track them yeah um. And So then, did
0: you two guys just run the whole operation? Pretty much, yeah. yeah we don't right. have
5: any interns or anything. But between the both of us, I mean, that's kinda all you need. Yeah, you sure. Know, so we pretty much get it done.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
5: Yeah. Ben can,
2: can I wanna just I want to run this by you and see what you think but this is like because th- this is weird because like I was going through a phase where I was on like I had the, the title streaming app and yeah. I was going through daily listening like what Henry Rollins calls is like there's like protein listening which is new music and then there's like fat listening which is like what you what
0: you just love <laughs> and you ah, that's Henry Rollins like yeah
2: and, and he's like so Monday through Friday you're on protein listening the weekends you get your fat listening <laughs> and so I was just on protein listening and I was just like going through new music just trying to like absorb yeah. and eventually Eventually, I had to cancel subscriptions because of financial reasons.
3: Yeah. But,
2: um, but after that happened, I've been, like, without music for the most part, like, just streaming it regularly. Like, it's just not a thing. Yeah. And I really took that for granted. But then what happened was I just started taking ice skating lessons because, like, I just wanted to know, like, <laughs> I just wanted to feel that and then just get away from music altogether. And, like, right. and that just not practicing has been kind of like a palate cleanser in its own. I How did, did you ever that. go through that?
0: Yeah, I mean it it's been a while but I know exactly what you mean. One of the times, so I always I almost always bring an instrument with me wherever I go. And there was one time when I, I went home um to England and I didn't bring an instrument with me. My dad was like, What's the matter? Like, what's Are going you on? Sick? What's <laughs> on? Yeah. And and actually there was some stuff going on with me and I was, you know, going through some some weird stuff. But but I did enjoy that time just, like, stepping back from it because I never step back from it. Mm -hmm. And just having a little break, I think, is important, absolutely, once in a while, no doubt about it. I
4: really agree. I've had a number of phases of my life where it's, like, it's still in the back of my mind, I'm still working on it, but I don't have my hands on an instrument all the time. And any time I come back, it is so, like, refreshed and, like, refined and I just, like, get better because it's... Like, music's always churning in my mind. It's an experience that I'm having, like, all the time. And to get away from... Just like the the conditioning around like what it feels like to play or what I think it is to play or what I yeah. wanna play. It just does such a thing to start to like reimagine it and come come at it in a new way.
0: Yeah, totally. It's like on a more grand scale, the same thing as when you get a new guitar or you put a capo on, you you've approached the instrument in a different way. You mm-hmm. know, it's like that but like way more. <laughs> yeah. That's what
4: I love about playing different instruments too. Yeah. There's yeah. just like elements to each instrument that can like teach me something different about everything else. And I get a more like rounded like uh, I don't know more defined vision of music
0: no absolutely and um, one of the things that my um, the accompanist I, my main instrument when I was young was a saxophone and my accompanist um, said one time to me um, she was like uh, you know don't learn when I was talking about all these different instruments I was what I wanted to learn she was like be careful going down that road because you become a jack-of-all-trades master and none I, it, ironically that is exactly what I became but I feel like i mean I'm a, almost a master of some, you know' it's yeah, not, yeah. It's yeah. Not like, you're pretty close yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like um <clears throat> yeah I just like i just i chose that path, you yeah. know I prefer it yeah <laughs> Playing- I definitely find it really interesting learning about new instruments as well yeah, it, sure. it's
2: so weird like with the sound and like the the, enga- the the way I engage with music is so different than these guys because like in in like each like respectively because like Nick can like he can play in sound like he can get into sound like i'm like anti like like uh i don't know how to put it like i'm such a purist in that way like i just want to be alone with my acoustic guitar like i don't i don't want to know all the knobs and all the things and that's like where these guys come in like is like different like i just don't and like also like i think there's so many musical projects going on across all of us because like bear maze is just like that's like where we all come together but yeah. like if you were to list out all the bands like brian and sovereign sons or or nick with um gosh i don't even know how many musical projects i mean, like got, three like, of
4: them right now yeah, yeah. loris, and gainesville. loris like, and gainesville other rooms and yeah got a solo accordion stuff oh, yeah you.
2: it's just it, so it's just so it's so i don't know just so different i guess but um yeah i've never um anyways i forgot the point i don't know never mind <laughs> <laughs> sure
0: there was one in there somewhere. so you guys have um got a lot of jazz in your sound have you studied jazz by ear yeah cool. <laughs> i've listened to
4: a lot of jazz yeah, yeah i was in like a jazz combo once in college i sucked it was pretty bad i got I'm, my I'm ass a, kicked I'm in, in similar, I'm in a similar situation i got my ass kicked i yeah. played bass in an R&B band in college too and i did not get my ass kicked in that and I was like all right cool we'll just play bass we won't do guitar like that i try i've been listening to a lot of jeff parker lately and tortoise yeah and right. isotope 217 and like their. are weird angular version of jazz just delights me so much so there's been a lot of that in my ears lately
0: yeah awesome it's one of these things where you know i'll approach it you know and at times i'll feel like i'm starting to get there but being very very good at jazz is Oh, it's oh. different. I can give you. I can give you <laughs> yeah.
2: two cover songs on the spot. That's it. It's uh, Kitano Veloso's cover of Get Out of Town by Cole Porter, and then it's uh, the Barney Kessel, Julie London arrangement of um, It's Wonderful. Oh, Those okay. are only two. And I don't know how. I must have watched the YouTube videos or something like a million times. <laughs> but but I do respect. Like I don't know. I just I just never could play it. Like I, like our horn players, they They're know what time jazz it is. players. Yeah,
4: They're, yeah. They do their homework. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They studied. But one thing I do want to mention is like when I was I don't know I don't know how old we were it was when you were living in the the house on Pluto's first moon uh, Nick used to live next to a, a bunch of like sand dunes and we would stay up too late and get high and go walk around but Nick got really possessed by Django Reinhardt at one yeah. point and like that was my first introduction to like hot jazz yeah, and. Okay. You got pretty good at it there for a bit. That's and awesome. uh, with the accordion, I got invited into some like hot jazz scenes in Gainesville oh, and cool. out in, uh, in Boulder and Denver, Colorado. And that is a really accessible. Kind of jazz, like it's like it it moves real nice. It's got jazz idioms, but it's got very similar idioms. So it's not you're not bebopping. You're not going nuts doing Charlie Parker stuff. And it's like, all right, I I can fit here. This is all right, (laughs) Brian. What what
2: um? How does jazz fit in when we're doing songs like in the studio? Because I feel like there's been times where I'm like, let's make that jazzy or something. Like I don't know, yeah. I mean drums, just like. in a
5: drumming perspective sometimes you you your music does require that kind of traditional like s, 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 s. that little swing Oh yeah for sure so you got to like swing a lot uh, with the rhythmic elements of your music and it it like requires it to get it right like But you also need you, a heavy like, foot Yeah, yeah and I mean you have to. rock too so so you're pretty jazz Heavy and at least in in the influence, yeah. but um and in your chord structure too, and and the way you voice chords and everything is yeah. really jazzy,
0: yeah.
5: um, you know. So for sure, I mean, and I I've, wish
2: I wish we would have. Uh, there's a few songs that have like jazz, serious jazz breakdowns that are not streaming yet, but like th- there's been some times where like we're just swinging and we got. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not really so a fun.
5: jazz drummer, so it's like I can I can. Play in the, the the rudimentary areas of that music style, yeah. but I'm a rock drummer, yeah. you know. <laughs> so so I I do my best to like. Play to the song but also we're not a jazz band no, yeah. even if you're playing jazz chords we're just not a jazz band none of us really have jazz yeah, so it, <laughs> I, it, it works out I, I
2: i feel irreverent like holding a randy rhodes jackson and like just <laughs> finger-picking jazz chords just like, great. Yeah. we were talking about that back <laughs>
0: there it was, i just thought it was spectacular so cool so um s- you, you've been releasing singles, um, as far as I could tell, right? Just what, one after another on there. Have you got like about five out at the moment? Right? No,
2: we have. Gosh, ten or ten to more? fifteen. A lot. Lot. I think it's 10, 10 to fifteen. Oh, okay. um, and wow. uh, yeah, we're releasing one to two. We've been doing a couple like high quality music videos on top. Um, high quality. To, <laughs> they are high quality. Hey, high quality. <laughs> I very <make> them. unpaid. <laughs> very okay. unpaid. Very fun. Um, yeah. yeah. Our last, our last music video was a uh, Waggy or King of Waggy Scraps, which we collaborated with um a production company in uh brooklyn called dead cheap films and um yeah these guys dustin and doug like these are like day one also best best friends friends. yeah (laughs) yeah like thank god i'm trying to make them sound like exclusive like they're in brooklyn they're still kind of exclusive but yeah like they're our best friends and like they helped us a lot but that song came out more like 90s american pie style i don't know it was like not jazzy but um but yeah, like um, yeah, I would say one to two per month. Um, that's been our goal, and like yeah. no one's holding their breath for a Bear Maze album. So we're just kind of like on our own, you know, pace. And the rough you know. trajectory right now is that. like
4: one until every like
1: month until December right now. Yeah, yeah. Nice. doing yeah. singles is the way to go right now. Though I mean, you know, we just dropped our album in November, okay. and it's like you know you dropped it mm-hmm. and. Then so what? Now what? Right. Now what? There it goes. That's everything we had. Yeah. Now what? Oh, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. but but you guys, you know, you're on the right track. I mean, set oh, yeah. you know setting something out like in the world, every you know once a month, twice a month, whatever, and.
4: Social media is the name of the game, so yeah. you've got fresh content constantly, constantly. Yeah. yeah. And we've been yeah. really trying to push video content. Like Nick has a psycho sense of humor, just like <laughs> constantly coming up with skits and different characters. I'm and gonna go. And watch I some didn't of notice this stuff that. We there. we have made <laughs> like a bunch of like fake infomercials. We're working on a number of like weird Seinfeld esque skits right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, oh, like we're oh, just filming like mockumentary stuff. We're just oh, coming wow. up with as many like dumb advertisement ideas as we can. So it's you guys really, seem like a lot of fun. We, we, <laughs> really, we don't. Even <laughs> even try we're just trying trying to like just be sane i guess
0: so um you, it's the the project sort of centered around brain studios um and um but are you guys are you guys like for right now are you, are you is this what you're doing like we're all pushing this is this an important project to you guys bear maze yeah yeah
2: yeah um it, it's funny because like right now like nick was saying like we're doing a lot of video content so sometimes and even the social media it's like sometimes it's like I'm like, man. Are we even a band? Because like, this seems like a whole production company We're now. Just like, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah. So it's
0: just different. But like, uh, I guess what I mean because you're talking about the traveling on da da da. But is it oh, like yeah, you guys yeah. kind of like locked in for the long haul with this?
2: Yeah, weekend? my yeah. goal is like, I want to see how long I can stay
4: in Bear Maze. I- <laughs> <laughs>
5: We're all extremely committed and uncommitted at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we don't it. have band practice. Yeah, I, mean, I
4: don't even live in South Florida. are <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. you guys but doing we, any live shows? Or we've, we've done
5: a uh, handful. Yeah,
4: yeah, a small, uh, a child's handful. If anybody booked us for <laughs> something, we'd show up and play it. But we're not. Awesome. We haven't been pushing that because like Brian's super busy at the studio. I've been living in the woods in the bus in Gainesville, <laughs> playing in a post rock band up there. And I come down here often. My family's down here, and like. I've been I get busy to, with ice skating lessons. Yeah, ice skating and work. Yeah, so true. Whenever like the inspiration's really there, we show up and make it happen. Been, but. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can swizzle. The you music's swizzle. not going to go anywhere. The music's I not mean, going anywhere. Yeah. Like,
2: we can, like, what I try to keep it at is, like, at least from a personal level, is, like, can you drop and give me 10, like, right now? Like, if you, if someone has an open <laughs> mic, like, can I, can I just get some, like, can I get a set out? You know, because, right. like, I'm because I do like to stay in just writing mode, and, like, it's hard for me to just, con- and, and then, like, when you have shows, you got to pivot and practice and, like, really be on that. So, like, I just, yeah. like, I try to keep, like a heli- heli- like, right now, it's like I'm taking a break from from just the, the practicing as much. Like, I'm like, I want to go explore and kind of like be stimulated again. And then, yeah. and then like let it work itself back out and, and so forth. But, uh, but yeah, I think like we, we're open to shows. It's been kind of hard to crack the local scene. Like, I just feel like I'm um,
0: not ask talking you about to the that. right people. I was going to ask you, like, how you found it. Yeah. The, yeah. the local music scene.
2: I, I, um, I think well, some of my favorite bands right now, like there's, two, I I really like um, down in Miami. I love the band Donzi. Um, they are like they're just freaky, like crazy good uh, live performers. Right. Um And then uh, this band Hot Tension, they uh, they're like this surf rock noir vibe. Yeah, very, yeah. Very nice. Um, but uh, but for the most part, like I went to the Micro Fest in Lake Worth down at uh, Propaganda and Rudy's and whatnot. Yeah. And like I just um I. I there was some cool stuff, and I and 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 I just shout big shout out to Pure Honey uh, with Steve because yeah. Steve Roman, like he um he I mean he gets a lot of bands down here. That's the first time I saw Pearl and the Oysters years ago Pearl when the they Oysters. came when they came to Voltaire. That yeah. I saw him and I was like, oh my gosh! I mean, like I was just like so grateful for that because n- yeah. there. I mean, no lot like coming to West Palm is like not no, it's not top of the list for a lot of bands. So sure, yeah, um, so I I would again like I kind of feel like I haven't. Like, there's good stuff out there, but I just feel like I I haven't found my tribe. And, like, like
0: locked into it somehow. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. and and
2: we're not – and, you know, I think – I don't know if we're, like, considered maybe – I don't want to say, like, dead weight on the bill, but, like, you know, we don't have, like, a – we just haven't been able to, like, get out there and, like, really, like – get people like fired up because like i feel right. like because like i want to go ape shit on stage like i want to get like absolutely out of my mind but i also feel like um it's just the right like it just stars aren't aligned on that quite yet but right. um so we're like we're just in studio rap
0: mode and just yeah. like you know screw gotcha. it like Make let's it. just do it But well we're gonna we're gonna get you playing like in front of people down here that's for sure Great. if you'll, if you'll yeah. let us All right. oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. justin
1: and i were just talking um you know uh uh I've got a, another band with Justin that we're in uh, Euphobia, and um, we were just talking about how your music kind of pairs, you know. Oh, so heck
3: yeah, pairs well with ours. Yeah. This is great yeah, timing.
4: Yeah. He's he's leaving. Yeah, <laughs> <it's great. laughs> I fly back though. It's like a big thing for me to be able to travel and drop into different like pockets of creativity yeah. and like I different. But
0: well, we don't play, play really. you know, we
1: don't play that often, and and it's kind of like you were saying, you know, we we're really focused on an album that we're trying to put out. And uh, and so we're really focused on that and, you know, making sure that we have everything ready for that and getting that ready. And then all of a sudden, you know, a show will pop up. So we're playing a show, like, this Saturday. Nice. And so, you know, two weeks ago when we locked all that in, like, then we had to kind of pivot and change our practices to, hey, let's practice our set for the show, yep. you know. And so, yeah, you know, it's, it kind of goes back and forth. But, yeah, I mean, Euphobia is very um, – I don't even know how to describe it. We we you know we call it like theatrical rock. I mean I don't, okay. I, don't I don't know yeah. how else to describe <laughs> it's it. Very, it's it's, just, just it's very just <laughs> odd, weird, fun music. I don't know. it's yeah. okay. hard to
5: describe.
2: But I, yeah. yeah, I think
5: you guys. Yeah, we fit that red. category. That's yeah. totally yeah. awesome. odd, weird, fun music. Yes, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah.
2: We've always been slightly askew like i remember like because when nick and i were in a band in high school resonation of today it was like we ended up on the bill with like hardcore with bands Brian's like, <laughs> yeah, it <was> like <laughs> yeah it's yeah, probably because yeah. he knew us yeah, so yeah, right. Right. but we were like weird it was aggressive like, post-rock or something yeah, it was yeah. A, there was punk indie vibes yeah. and then like because we were we were obsessed with like bear versus shark at the drive shark forever like like yeah. yeah these bands and then like and we were kind of coming in just like I was I don't know I was we were high energy we I yelled a lot yeah it was, it was it was a weird aggressive like indie and then we were just where I ended up playing with these really heavy bands like I we mean wore my favorite oh uh, yeah, yeah. Sli- slippers all day and then like I remember seeing like shows like I think bands like Barriers Not Bridges were playing dude. I think we shared a bill or like we were definitely in the in those circles like and I was that was one of my favorite bands to this day like Barriers Not Bridges hey? we just played uh,
1: we just Kill Billies just played a show um in uh, was it Vero yeah and uh, it was literally like. Like, hardcore punk band, hardcore yes, punk no, band, I'm hardcore sure. punk band. Killbillies. <laughs>
0: yeah, hardcore yeah. punk band, hardcore punk band. I mean, it was just, just the oddest thing. Uh, we were talking, yeah. We were, we were yeah, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, just just how yeah. everyone yeah. else is punk. That you start, it, it's almost better. Because yeah. you go poof and everyone's like, you know, it's exciting yeah. to have yep. something different. But listen, on the subject of, uh, I, I guess everything's on the subject of music. Why don't you guys um, play us a couple of tunes? Does that sound good? <laughs> Sounds great. Sure. Let's nice play. <laughs> yes. All right.
2: Alright, this song is called Daisy by Bear Maze.
6: That nothing can touch But tell me baby Have you ever really been loved? Bored by work And you're bored by lust I'm bored by hurt But it's all that I trust Why oh, wait on a day?
0: 561 Music is sponsored by Jupiter Inlet Boat Rentals. Jupiter Inlet Boat Rentals and Boat Club is Palm Beach County's premier boat rental company and boat rental club. They've been in continuous operation since the year 2000 on the beautiful waters of Jupiter Inlet. It is the affordable alternative to boat ownership. Their membership club ranks number one in both quality, availability and customer satisfaction. You'll choose from their fleet of boats consisting of deck boats, dual consoles and centre consoles rent offshore fishing boats, deluxe cruising boats, and plush deck boats, all powered by four-stroke outboard engines. Their vessels are fully equipped for your safety and comfort with styles suitable for ocean and intracoastal use. They are located just two minutes away from the mouth of Jupiter Inlet, which means fast access and the most beautiful stretch of the intracoastal. In fact, no other boat company can match their ideal location. Fishermen will be thrilled to note that sports fishing starts just a quarter mile offshore and the warm Gulf Stream is a mere three miles from the shore. The address is 1095 North A1A, Jupiter, Florida, 33477. And you can find it at JupiterInletBoatRentals.com. The telephone is 561-741-1212. In their efforts to make boating affordable, they offer rental discount membership programs that do not require a large investment up front. You pay a little to join and pay as you go. Other boat rental clubs take all your money up front, charge a monthly maintenance fee and hope you never show up. At Jupiter Inlet Boat Club, plans start at 700 to join, and each time you take out a boat, daily fees start at just 249 plus fuel. There are no monthly fees. If you have heard of the boat club from 561 Music, please let them know when you call or go there to book a boat, and the friendly staff will take that into account and take care of you. We are also sponsored by Oasis Route now Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Sea Grape Square on Indian Town Road. And it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's a it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together. Um, you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect, and uh, just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um across between a regular bar. And uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, You get all sorts of different types of Carver Bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's, It's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there, if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And, uh... Yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Route Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in, and we can take people from very young age you know six or seven years old all the way up to 80 you know there's no age limit here um we've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults but really the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands Um, we are also a studio a live stream venue and we can record audio or video the killbillies live album warts and all was recorded here it was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, but outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK and we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station, right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. So we were just listening to an ad about Live Music Community. It's where we're sat right now. Um, do you have any advice for upcoming musicians, by Oh, you Are you going to defer to me?
4: Uh, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> you know, music has been an integral part of, like, my development. So the idea of, like, just getting good to produce a product or to to be cool or whatever, like, that's all secondary. To have uh music has this this space that you can like enter into and practice and yeah. and have it as something that you rely on when things are rough or rely on when things are awesome or whatever it just becomes this lifelong friend and to, yeah. to nurture that i think is paramount beyond yeah. any kind of practice or anything
0: absolutely I couldn't an awesome agree more. Yeah. yeah totally anyone else got any uh pearls of wisdom on the subject
5: uh, just keep playing, you know? I mean, I I feel like uh, people put a lot of pressure on themselves, yeah. you know, if it is to practice or to continue, uh, you know, with becoming super efficient. But it's really sad when people stop playing music because yeah. there's a period in their life where maybe they don't feel as inspired or whatnot. But I feel like even if you leave that guitar in the corner of your room for a year or two, like, just don't sell it unless yeah. you really don't want to play, like, because music like he said it's a lifelong pursuit yeah. you know and you will get better forever and you yeah. you can always meet people you can make money if you want to it'll be your best friend you know so i don't understand why people stop you know yeah, and, and yeah. you don't even have to be good to get joy out of it, yeah, you know, like you said, uh, master, you know, to master something. But my, as soon as you said that, my thought was, you know, who really needs to be a master of anything to get yeah. everything you want to get out of music? Yeah. I mean, to no, write I, a song, I to agree. you don't need to be a master.
0: <laughs> no, totally, you and I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I asked you the question because I thought that was a very wise answer, and I appreciate it. So I, I feel like I could contribute to this
2: by saying like all the things that I like, how I ruined it, and what not to do, because I've definitely like I've had expectations and um like sucked the fun out of it in many ways that were like not um conducive to like the enjoyment and like the 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 process of it. So I, I think like what happened recently, most recently, was um uh. Um, I brought. I've been bringing musical gear off and on uh, on Wednesdays to the friends of foster children and volunteering there and just setting everything up and then letting the kids kind of run wild and and yeah. you know play music That's and awesome. seeing that was it made me it kind of like helped me relearn like how to just. Kind of just have fun, you know, yeah. and, 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 and like not take it so seriously. I would say don't take it too seriously. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that – because that um, – when you – you know, I just – I feel like kids just come at it with like uh, they don't – you know, they, they don't care. They're just going to have fun with it. And, and when you, you just – you can keep that light heart about it, like you, you'll um, – yeah, I think that's just a, a good way to, to approach it. Yeah. That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we would just listen to a couple of uh, songs. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the songs? Like um, what are they about,
2: okay <laughs> um, um, change too fast is uh oh, change too fast is about um like feeling stuck in in uh you know you, you kind of you're waking up to who you are, you're not happy with it, and you just you know you're trying everything you can to change, so um, you know again, like it's just about trying to believe in your dream and like letting that you know set you free and so like it's a lot of like you can't really wrestle or like fight the things that you don't want to be you just have to kind of give yourself grace and like let those things shed and then when in doing so hopefully you know you can kind of like follow that light and and find your way out
0: yeah awesome
2: and then uh the other the first song that we play wait have we played yet yeah we have played Yeah, yeah okay then this first song we played was daisy and that one is uh it's um it's about seizing your moment and and about like again it's just very simple it's you know the um uh why wait on a daisy they'll grow when you die so just so just kind of take what you have and like and just like be grateful for that and and like and just run with it um I think you know that Ben that's like something that really came up and I think why I've struggled to enjoy music sometimes because I do feel that imminence of time yeah. like like I don't know if you feel under the gun like when you're trying to finish an album or when you're you're working on stuff but it's like yeah. there's there just never seems to be enough time and yeah. it's like it's very um I just feel that pressure yeah. and so um yeah. and I think there you know and I don't know if Tell me if this happened in your life, but like in phases, like for me, it was my late 20s. I call it backwards progress. And that was basically like hands off the wheel. I don't, I do not care like what happens at this point. And that was really scary because I feel like I squandered a lot of time and a lot of opportunity. I feel the same way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so Daisy just kind of, I think it just speaks to that.
0: Yeah. Excellent. That's big themes and I'm all about them. Yeah. So, um, we got a couple of, uh, pictures of your instruments i think we're going to take a look at this guitar first it's uh what a beast could you tell us a bit about your guitar (laughs) um (laughs) i guess gosh yeah yeah.
2: because um i would just well Gosh, it sounds it. <laughs> it sounds yeah um <laughs> actually you know <laughs> dang um my uh that was really like the last time I saw my dad and I don't want to we're not going to go that way with right, this but right. but anyways I was you know my I was Christmas it was, I was like in I must have been like 14 15 and uh and um he he left this on my front doorstep. and like he you know I always listened to rock and roll my first concert ben was um Mötley Crüe and Megadeth yeah. and and so he like I just had that <laughs> that strain of rock and roll you know growing up with my dad seeing him on the weekends, so he left that with me, and that guitar is like super special because I played it through school. but I was not the first one to play that my friend um uh Jeff Coulter. Who was in a band with Brian was mm. the first person to really rock that on on like wow. at a show, really? um, and he was yeah he was in a metal band with Brian and he just went like ham on it and I because I didn't know what to do with it I'm like I'm not rock and roll enough to play this you know <laughs> I didn't know
0: I felt intimidated but it I, makes you rock and roll enough to play I mean, it. <laughs> it. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah there's actually
4: blood spatter on that underneath the strings <laughs> I love that you've never cleaned that <laughs>
2: yeah and it was crazy so I just I yeah that I, that just is like such a sentimental guitar. For me, because yeah. I just uh, yeah, I played it with Nick growing up in in high school in our band, and um, you know, we've toured around Florida with it, and like, it's just yeah, that was so. That's just my that's that's my like baby. the guitar, the guitar. You don't yes. even you don't even you don't, play another guitar, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's the weird acoustic guitars and that. Yeah, it's super light action. Um, it's just it it's light as a feather, and you just you could shred on it. I don't, I but you
4: could.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You could. Um, it was made for that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I like it because it just gives you this really like. I, I just I I like. I don't know. I I, it I think, great. Yeah, jazz chords sounds so delicate and beautiful on it that I just you know. But it, you can you can turn up and, and rock out Get on chunky. that thing. Chunky. I remember yeah. in high school I was dancing on stage like Dance. I don't yeah. know I had the bug and like I was just. But that thing is so light you can just. I mean you feel like you're floating when you play that. That's game. awesome because
0: it doesn't. Look like it would be. I've, I've got to pick it up later and see what you're talking about. It looks like it would be heavy, but I guess not. That's awesome. Is um, the uh, cozy and cuddly sign? Uh like, this know, was des- from a video shoot. Descript- <laughs> Descriptive of the guitar.
5: Yes.
1: Is your guitar cozy and cuddly to you? I'm Good eye, know. Hector. <laughs>
2: Damn it. All the pointy and make it so cuddly. So cozy and cuddly. <laughs> that we took apart our, my. Well, that's my roommate's house in the background. He was gone. He was in Michigan and we shot a video there. <laughs> <And> we just <laughs> tore him. the house up.
4: Just we got had everything a- out of the garage and put it in the living room. <laughs> hung lights everywhere. Oh, that's awesome. Full on
0: art party. So we've got a, a picture. Your uh your bass tunic, whatever you
4: go. This is uh original Mark Hoppus. I think I got this in like two thousand four, maybe. Right. On. Um nice. I have not changed the strings in a really long time. Since so two thousand four. No, I've definitely <laughs> changed it since then. Uh this was also like uh, this was my second bass. I had like a real cheap jazz bass before this, but yeah. once uh the signature Mark Hoppus came out, it was probably it was just after. I don't know, when their self-titled Bleak 182 record came out. Yeah, yeah. And there was a pink version of this, and I was, like, losing my mind. I really wanted it, and my... We couldn't get it because <laughs> right. it sold out immediately. So Seafoam I'm Green it is. And, uh, yeah, I think rules. in the long term. You it, know, yeah, like no, I think it's aged really well. I show up, I play in a post-rock band in uh, Gainesville right now called Loris, and I show up with this thing. People are a little confused. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I recently played a, a five-string music man and with big active pickups, and I played it for a little bit. And after that, I was like, I am never going to buy another bass ever again because this thing just is really well-rounded. It's got a good punch to it the right. neck is a little fat on it and it just I can walk really fun and I I play with a pick and play like kind of like a goon so I can play this <laughs> bass really hard I put it through the ceiling in St. Petersburg once yeah, at a, at a shitty dive bar and it's just like treated me really well even though yeah, it's man. yellowing a little bit on that I'll pick tell card. you man like
1: I uh you know as a bass player and stuff I I I am 100% convinced that I mean you know I see I see all these people that talk about you know this instrument or that instrument and this brand and that brand <laughs> I mean if you're comfortable with it and it sounds good and you can make it sound nice
4: it's all good it's it man yeah.
1: i mean i you know i i i have a couple of bases that are you know not cheap yeah um but the fact remains that you know i i've played 200 hundred dollar bases that sound amazing to me you know i get psyched out like when it's just brand new and just pristine
2: and like expensive i i I, I don't know it does a thing to me yeah I, I'm, I'm telling like, you, I, yeah, and, yeah, same, you and
1: same thing I mean like I was playing um, I was playing some Thunderbirds for a while stuff I like played that. You know, they're like three four hundred dollars on expensive basis but then I, I you know I was like oh I gotta get a music band or whatever yeah. and, I, and I went to Guitar Center and I sat same thing I mm-hmm. sat there for like
4: 15 minutes and I was like yeah, it's just no, not for me. Does, yeah. Yeah. That Thunderbird's neck die for days, man. I would play that thing and just. I still meow. have. I have. <laughs> a... Meow. I was
1: in a, with Justin, as a matter of fact. We were in a Nirvana tribute band for a number of years, all right, and, all right. and I, I had, uh, I tried. You know, we tried to emulate like the same looks and the same feels. Where I, so I had a, had a five string Thunderbird. I had four string. Well, I still do. I have a five string Thunderbird. a Four string Thunderbird. I
4: have a Gibson Eagle.
1: Oh, a, like sure. these are all like you know yeah. like. Real similar to the ones that they had and stuff. But, yeah, man, it was fun.
4: I played in a a jam band in uh, Denver, and the guitar players are total nerds. They have pedals for everything, and setup takes forever because everybody's tweaking everything, and if you move a knob, uh, an absolute hemorrhage happens. (laughs) uh, It was just, I get such a sense of, like, pride in, like, I plugged it in, I turned the gain on, and I'm going to play with a pick. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. I don't want any effects, nothing. If I need to do volume, I have a volume knob. Yeah, and that's the best go. thing about the Mark Hobbes. It just has a volume knob. There's no tone. It's just wide open all the time. And, like, <laughs> just play well. That's it.
0: Hell yeah, man. It's awesome. So um, what do you, have you guys got anything coming up that we should know about?
4: I'm playing a show on Sunday in Gainesville. Oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, at the backyard uh, with Band Loris and uh, Orbiter, which is also from Gainesville. And then... Oh, my God, the actual headlining band. Spotlights. Spotlights, they're playing. So it's going to be a heavy
0: show. Super cool. So if anyone's up in Gainesville, go go check them out. That sounds like a lot of fun. In um, in terms of the band, is there any releases coming up in the near future or anything like that?
2: Yeah, um, we have a song called Annihilate coming out in June. That'll be streaming on on all platforms. And then... um, uh, Gosh, uh, well, uh, we just uh, dropped, this was like most recently, but I just want to kind of give it a, a, a plug, is that the um, Fell In Love With A Girl, we released that cover song um, for Bear Maze. It's only on YouTube, because it costs like $15 a month to like distribute it like on Spotify and stuff, because it's a cover song. I don't uh, know, it was yeah, a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. But um, but what we did with that song is like, we took the melody and we just put like kind of just a bunch of jazz chords behind it and just tried to kind of like groove it out a bit. Yeah. So Fell In Love, is like, it's got that hard gritty vibe we kind of went a different direction with this and hopefully didn't bastardize it but um but yeah i i absolutely love that song and we've done that a couple times like i think in the future Bear Maze will have like a couple like jazzy kind of covers like nice. we um we had hybrid moments where we're, we're going to record
0: that you guys have such a sound it's it, yeah. in that way it's quite similar to our band Killbillies, in the sense that no matter what you play it would sound like you mm-hmm. you know what i mean and there's certain yeah. bands that ha- that have that you know where it's like it's the sound is the thing rather than I don't know like his Killbillies it's like we we could you know we could play a, a Journey tune or, or we could play like you know the Arctic Monkeys tune and it would still sound like us you know what I mean well yeah. and we do I mean,
1: we play, we, you know we have we have a ton of original stuff but then we have a ton of cover stuff because we go out and play these three and four hour gigs and we have to cover the night um, but I mean we play like you know Tiffany, I think we're alone now, and it sounds like Hillbilly. So yeah. like, yeah. You know, yeah. they just can't get away from our sound. I yeah. think there's yeah. something
4: that's like really cool once people play music for long enough, and they have like their methods, they have like their techniques, and then there's yeah. just like this personal transparency that happens. Like yeah. Nick hits us with chord charts, and like I know how Brian's gonna play. I know like how I'm yeah. gonna play, and it's just like there isn't any like formulating or thinking about it whatsoever. It just happens, and I think that's when it's it's effortless, and then it just happens so well,
1: easily. I'll, t- I'll tell you, um, you know, I. I've said this plenty of times before. Um, I've said it to a lot of people. And, and in fact, just this weekend, I was talking to a musician on Sunday um, that I ran into somewhere. And uh, he's looking for another band, et cetera. His band just didn't work out for him. And, and you know, we were talking about bandmates and things like that. It's important to surround yourself with good musicians. It's more important to surround yourself with people you click with, and people you gel yeah. with, and people that you are yeah. becoming lifelong friends with, yeah. essentially. Because yeah. because at the end of the day, like I mean, you know, you can have Eddie Van Halen in your band, and if he's a dick, you're it's not, not going to want to hang out with him. <laughs> no one's having fun. No one's having fun. You know, no <laughs> fun, you, know? <laughs> um, right, right. you know. And if you're fortunate enough, like you know, I fell into Kill and I'm fortunate enough to have Ben and James, who are you know phenomenal um, musicians, then it works out even better cuz you're playing with great musicians and you do become, you know, good friends or whatever, but it I just it just makes the longevity of the band way better. I mean, I've been oh, in, yeah. I've been in bands with great musicians that are just a bunch of dicks and the band lasted 3 months. I've been in bands with mediocre musicians that were, you know, good friends and the band lasted a really long time. You know? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, like I appreciate you saying that
2: cuz like I I think it is important cuz you can tell like When people are not having fun, it's just not not comfortable. It doesn't (laughs) translate. Oh no,
1: we've had people come up to us at the end of the shows, and they're just like, "You and and here's the thing: we don't have a drummer, so." Ben's playing a snare drum with his foot, and oh, James man. is playing a, a kick drum with his foot. And so and then I've got this ginormous stand-up bass in Where front of me. So, clicks and we're, and so we're not jumping him. around the stage. We're not moving around a lot. We're kind of just standing there. And, and I always feel weird about that, like, oh, we must not look like we're having fun. I can't tell you how many times people come up to us at the end of a show, and they're like, you guys are smiling, and you're having <laughs> so much fun, and I love this, and whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just nice.
1: awesome, man. Yeah, you
0: know, and that's the thing. We start I mean, playing, and then we all look around and we're like, "Oh god, at each other. we're
1: laughing like yeah, little, yeah. Li- little girls." <laughs> man, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I
0: could I could just like
1: see it with you guys, man. That's why I was mentioning that. I could just see it with you guys. You guys have like amazing chemistry, and you guys just yeah, look yeah. like you enjoy each other's company, and that. Translates to when you're playing a show for sure. That's There's no awesome. doubt about yeah. that. Yeah, it's friendship
5: cool. before music, probably with yeah. the with the band. Yeah, you know that's yeah. awesome. It's bros before hoes. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: no, I meant I meant before 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 notes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Before bros notes. Notes, yeah. before notes. notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it.
6: <laughs> oh man! Well, good save. Right. <laughs> no, 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 that
0: was a terrible save. But thank you, anyway
1: <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I'll edit this out later.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I wonder if, like, our relationship status could be said, like, as complicated as a band because, like, at the same time, I wonder, like, I don't know, like, I I, I would like to see them, like, do whatever they feel they need to do, too. And, like, yeah. I, I appreciate I think you guys give that to me as well, which I appreciate. So, like, it's kind of one of those things. It's, like, if we have a show and, like, Brian has something going on, it's, like, respect i I, you have your life like we're gonna make it work or like if nick's out in colorado handling his business or whatever it is like it's like respect you know like it's not like the pressure of like this is the band first it's like no like we we all under we're flexible like that you know and like okay, cool. but,
1: yeah i mean a uh, perfect example is is uh i'm gonna call you out here a little bit <laughs> um perfect example is uh i've been joking around with ben but i guess i've been saying it kind of in a serious voice like every now and then like if something looks like it's bothering me i'm like oh fuck this dude i gotta quit this man you know like you know what i've been saying it a lot like under my breath but on purpose in front of ben and uh and i i thought i was making it clear that it was a joke but apparently not <laughs> (laughs) And so Ben sends me a text the other day and he's like – He's like, hey, man, you know, I feel like you're really stressed out with the band and, like, it's overwhelming. And he's like, look, if we got to cut back on shows, if we got to do it, he's like, but just, you know, just come talk to me, man. You know, friend- friendship before band, blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. But that's, no, I'm good. That's that's so great time <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to cut the band. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, I like, Hector, good. that's genius. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I got to get out of here.
2: I, I don't,
3: like, oh, I don't to, like this at all. Oh, God. <laughs> I,
1: I think I quit Kill I kid you not. I must quit Kill 15 times a week. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, he just, uh, he can play me like a like a film. <laughs> well. And then I'm like, oh shit, it's Friday. I guess I'm back in Kill <laughs> <laughs> We got three gigs this weekend. <laughs> see you, see you at the show.
0: <laughs> on the subject, we have a gig at Double Roads from <laughs> five thirty to eight. Yeah, on, f- on Friday. Ben and, Ben's yeah.
1: going to England on Sunday. Yeah, and and last Saturday was supposed to be our last gig until the sixteenth, but then. uh we lied and yeah we ended up just getting just, a gig I, it was like we yesterday Double
0: we
2: yeah on well, friday original set like yeah. straight up both yeah. i thought they but were originally like, they kind of did like a more standard blues thing or something well they i
0: i think that they do all sorts of different stuff they the slot we're playing is five thirty to 8 and it's a little bit earlier and 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 so we're not like we're not like the main attraction that day yeah you know okay what I mean? so we're doing the the like the the five thirty to eight slot happy hour to kind of slot and we've got two one hour sets so we'll probably do one hour of originals and one hour of covers I don't know something like yeah, that nice. yeah yeah yeah
1: and and actually um you know ironically uh we just found out today that we're gonna start doing uh was it Tuesdays um every- yeah. One, well every every other e- yeah uh, the First is it the first and third Tuesdays, I think I missed uh, that part the the South, yeah <laughs> uh yeah, fox and foe's uh band is gonna have a a jam night, it's two Tuesdays a month, alternating Sweet. Tuesdays they have a jam night at uh, um at double roads, and then on the other Tuesdays, whichever ones they are, the alternating Tuesdays. Um, uh, 561 Music is uh, is putting together um, through Sally and through Double Roads, we're putting together um, original music nights. Yeah, oh, which, wow, which that's really cool. Which that's doesn't cool. happen yeah. very often yeah.
0: at, venu- at venues and stuff, No, so. but it's, it's yeah. really cool of Vince, it's really cool of Sally to bring it to us and ask yeah. if we wanted to help. So we're, we're just stoked because. Um, Part of the whole mission of this podcast was to get more people playing more original stuff around town, and um, you know, it's just it's it's quite a difficult thing to get going, and, and yeah. we all have busy lives, but this just fell in our lap, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. it's it, you know, it's it's a funny thing, you know. There's
1: there's a lot of venue owners out there that for, for whatever reason, you know, like they have the budget to hire a band, and for whatever reason, they they insist on that it has to be a cover band because people have to know the music, and et cetera, et cetera, and. And you know, there's this, I guess, you know, stigma or something that that the band, the band has to bring people, and the band has to keep people entertained, and that the only way to do that is with cover music, and and that's just not true. I mean, and and no offense to any of the cover bands out there, in fact, we're we 50, we're fifty fifty, 50 you know, we're like a half cover band, half you know original. Band. So no offense to all the cover bands out there, in fact, and, and in fact, you know, there's there's plenty of places that that fits, and that that should continue. Um, But I do think venues need to start having even just one night a week where, you know, especially these venues that have music seven nights a week, like just one night a week, even an off night, a Monday, a Tuesday, have an original night. You know, you have your budget, whatever that is. And original bands aren't playing for that long. Usually they have shorter sets. They're not expecting a lot of money or whatever. So whatever your budget is, you could probably get two or three original bands that same night. They each do a set. And I think. I think people would appreciate being exposed to new music totally. well you it's know?
0: important just to you know to foster the culture down here and kind of you know get a little bit more of a depth of sort of you know yeah. interesting cultural stuff going on you know it's important well, I mean and the thing is like you can only listen to Brown Eyed Girl so many so times, many times. <laughs> <laughs> so many times <laughs> surprising how many times you can listen to it yeah. <laughs> so um, alright yeah thanks so much for coming on we really appreciate you guys it's super cool and um if you want to f- um find our podcast where do you find it 561music.com has all the links to all of our podcast
1: stuff um all the uh streaming all the episodes uh the youtube link uh link for killbillies uh soon to have a link for long live the scene because we're going to start doing some stuff with them yeah um in fact we just worked out a few dates with them too um with ricky and the guys there too uh to start putting together um, some pop-up 561 music shows yeah. um, in between now and the next festival. Um, oh,
2: yeah. Wait, when's the next pop-up? I I just saw something on it.
1: What, the Saturday. This, this Saturday. This is Saturday is a pop-up show? Yeah, this Saturday oh, there's gosh, a pop-up gosh. show. It is uh, at Swampgrass Willys. Yeah. That's right. It's going yeah, to be three bands. It's going to be Young Fiction. Um, the Buck Stops Here and Euphobia, Justin and I's band. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah.
5: Swampgrass yeah. has been doing it for freaking so long. I've never yeah. been yeah. to that venue. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll see you Saturday. And true. <laughs> <laughs> My <first> Yes,
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 561music.com and then all the socials uh, at 561musicpodcast. Yeah. Um, you can find us on all the socials. Like, subscribe, follow. It's how the algorithms pick us up. It's how we get our information out there uh, more to the the fans and the listeners. And it's how we get uh, all the bands uh, more exposure, which is the mission of the podcast.
0: Absolutely it is. And uh, I suppose with that, we're done, aren't we? We're done. So thank you very much, fellas. Thanks, Hector. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Thanks Justin.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Peace out. Yeah.